This week's episode is brought to you by Fine Line Showroom, a West Coast wholesale rep agency with showrooms in Las Vegas and Seattle, representing over 50 fabulous gift, fashion, and home lines. You can learn more about them at finelinescompany.com. Hey there, I'm Michelle Sherrier, and this is the Retail Whore Podcast, the stories and lessons from a life in retail. Hello, hello, guys. Oh my God. I absolutely cannot believe that we are days away from Thanksgiving or a day away from Thanksgiving. I think it's tomorrow. As I'm recording this right now, it is still September. We are just getting prepped for our holiday installs. But by the time you are hearing this, Thanksgiving should be tomorrow. So I figured this is a perfect opportunity to have this guest back. We have Crystal from Crystal Media back on. We dive into different things you can do through social media, as well as the biggest topic, AI. And I know if you are all like me, AI seems incredibly daunting, let alone where do you start? I know I've tried to jump on it and I just literally stand there stammering through questions. She gives us some great information and some great suggestions on how to utilize it that I think that everybody needs to really take notes and jump on this because if you're not on the AI train from the beginning, you're going to be really lost come, say, even within the next six months. So without further ado, here's my interview with Crystal from Crystal Media. Crystal, welcome back to the Retail Horror Podcast. Thank you, Michelle. I'm thrilled to be here. Excuse my background. I am in the middle of a store. It's basically a store opening. I'm out in Scottsdale, Arizona, and um, it's kind of fun to do this here. I should have done it with the demolished store behind me, but I figured this is a lot less, lot less confusing or, or distracting, I should say. I just have to say, I got a little sneak peek of what you have going on there before we hit record. It's pretty epic what you're building and what you're doing. And I say this to you when you're on my show. I love how your brain works and how creative you are and how you pull together these stories and how you cross merchandise. And I've learned so much from you. So it's pretty cool. I can't wait to see all these after pictures of what you're doing. I'm really excited. It's been, it's really been such a joy. And I just put my husband on a plane. He just went home now. And so now it's just me and it's like, I got two full days and it's going to get done hell or high water. Uh, I am... So excited to catch up with you. One, I want to hear a little bit or have you tell us a little bit. That was so rookie. Tell us a little bit about how, because you've been traveling so much this summer between the shows and so many speaking engagements, kind of catch everybody up on where, what you've been doing and how you're doing. Well, I am great. I feel very much in flow. Um, We were talking like when you're doing what you love and it fills up your cup, like, yes, you can feel tired and also energized at the same time. So I do feel a little tired and I also feel very grateful for all the opportunities. I mean, I've been on the road. Like I was on all of the gift shows this year, Atlanta, Dallas, Vegas, and New York now, which is very common for like a manufacturer or rep 
but not necessarily a trainer, a speaker like me. So I'm just grateful that all these markets are trusting me and asking us to come and speak because it's a big world of social media and it's changing all the time. And it's really important for our retailers to stay up to date. Like I can't tell you, I have not seen social change and technology change as quick as it has this year. Like, and I've been in this since 2008. So I am really, it's exciting. I love change, but I'm also like, okay, like where is the industry going and what's going to be coming? And a big part of this is AI, which I think we'll talk a little bit about on this episode, but I am doing good. And one thing that kind of always surprises me is my audiences that majority are still just so terrified of using video, of yeah. putting themselves out there. Like people are not comfortable. They don't want to do it. There's a lot of pushback. And this year I've been focusing more on mindset because like I can give you tactics and tools all day long, but if you don't have the right mindset, you're never going to do anything with them. And so I've been really focusing on that with my content and it's been transformational. I think for some, there's been more tears. Like It's an emotional thing for retailers to all of a sudden have to be on video and use these tools. And it's so uncomfortable for them, but they know they need it. So it's pressure. Yeah. I had on, I mean, I think I had mentioned it on my stories and you had chimed in about, you know, that I had um, an agent that works with influencers and she's the one who gets them deals with Nike and AI and her conversation of just TikTok alone and like, you know, it's no longer, it's not the, I mean, it's TikTok's going to end up being basically Amazon with influence right. selling. And, but what she's saying is that TikTok now so wants retailers and they want, they want this and they will push out this media is what she's saying is that, you know, the, it, that's what they want. She said, if you give them what they want, they will keep pushing you out. So my head is, is now like, okay, I've been doing so many, not TikToks, like what I thought TikTok was, like going in and just being same informational and talking about because it's becoming more of an educational platform along with all the other stupid ass things that are going on. Like I just, that's one thing it's like, I can't get past like how some of these people, like a grandma in Wichita that, I mean, who has a half a million followers, like I just don't, that part I don't understand. I love the part though that they are focusing on educational and retailers, and especially with yeah. the rollout of whatever they're calling it, TikTok shop. What are they calling it? Yeah. TikTok shops. Yep. It's crazy. And that's part of like how fast things have changed. And what we've seen over the past 24 months has been totally different from a social media perspective because you can have somebody open up a TikTok account and the very next day, can have tens of thousands of followers and sell out of products on their website. Like we see it. I have an example that I share in my content and my seminars about that very thing happening. And you're just like, wow, the reach that you have because the algorithm, I'm sure you guys talked about this, the algorithm, it's delivering the content based on the interest, not you have to be following the person. And it's so hard to have people find you and follow you on Instagram and follow you on Facebook. And it's not that way on TikTok. But I want to just touch on one thing that you said, like how surprised you are, you know, seeing the grandma Wichita. And I feel the same. There is some content that people are doing that I'm like, seriously, people want to watch that that relates to retail, like packing an order. 
So there's this company called Candy Me Up, and she's a candy store that before COVID did not sell online, but then shut down. So started selling online and started doing TikToks. And she shared with TikTok that she gets about a thousand orders a day from TikTok. And basically what her content is, is she is packing an order. People will leave a comment on her video with their order number. So they place it online. My order number is 38056. And then she will go and pack their... I'll film your, this is your order I'm packing up. That's hilarious. Thousands of people, tens of thousands of people are hearting it, are enjoying, not just watching, they're actually hearting it and saying, I'm liking this content. So that's the kind of stuff for me. I'm like, okay, retailers, that's That's easy easy to do for retailers. I mean, that's really, and it's like, I know because we talked about this and, and, and she talked about this, like, is the getting out of your own way of not mm-hmm. wanting to be on camera. And it's like, I get that. But like she said, no one cares. No one cares if you're not wearing makeup. No, I mean, <laughs> look at me right now. <laughs> no one cares that you are not in the cutest outfit. No one cares. Like, yes, there's those people, but truly like no one cares. Like they just want to hear what you're doing. They just want to know who you are. They just want to see what you're doing. They just want to see all that, the back part of it. And that's, I think that everyone gets hung up of the beautiful people and I have to look like that and I have to, and it, you know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I look back on camera and film and it's like, before I lost the weight, I'm like, oh, it's crushing. But I was like, I, I have to do it. Like what, get out of your own way. Like do it. And, and it's true. No one cared. Like, No one does. I have to tell you just today, like hours ago, I got an email from a retailer. We do these check-in emails and she says, you know, I'm loving the videos and I will be honest. I'm trying to put myself out there more, but what's holding me back is I don't feel pretty. And I got emotional. I'm just like, oh, I so appreciate the honesty and it's vulnerable to, for us to say that. But the thing is, is what I'm, I'm just like so on this mission to help our retailers understand that when we are ourselves and we do show up and we aren't models, we are imperfectly perfect and we just show up. It gives the viewer the permission to do the same. They like when you shine your light, it gives them permission to shine their light and they feel more comfortable and they might put themselves out there more. And then they also relate to you. A a Broadway playwright said, in order to make a character, somebody that people hate, write them to be perfect. Mm -hmm. We don't relate to perfect. And yes, we might see beautiful and the lifestyle in it and have admiration for that or want that, but the connection comes from the realness and customers so want to see their, they want to see the store owner. They want to see people like we trust the people that we see. And if you're not showing up, then it's really hard for us to trust your store. So it's hard, but you know, you, like, there, there's, there's a couple, cause I, I don't know how, who knows how they end up on my feet, but there are, there's girls doing makeup tutorials that have extreme disfigurements on their face. Mm -hmm. They're there, they're showing up, they're extremely disfigured and they are showing how they put their makeup on and they have half a million followers. And it's like, it's the vulnerability it takes to do that, but they're showing up as themselves. And there's people who also share that, those disfigurements and they want, I mean, it's, it's really kind of incredible to see what, along with the grandmas in Wichita, but like how people are finding their own tribe and how you're able to be you. And that's, I mean, hopefully that's the the message you're, because I, I get it. It's not, it's not easy. 
Michelle, I'm so sorry. Can I just say one little quick story? Because it's not easy. The hardest part really is getting started. And the more that you do it, you do it, you do it. I swear it becomes comfortable and easier. And one of my favorite stories, her name is also Michelle. Michelle Smith owns three toy stores, Piccolo Mondo Toys. And before meeting me and my team, you go to her Instagram account and there's no face. It just displays, displays, displays and product. There's no face. Well, she starts listening to our content and she's like, okay, I'm going to be a little more vulnerable. I'm going to put myself out there. And she hated it. She was so uncomfortable. She did not want to go live. She didn't like how she sounded, like all the things that we all go through. But she kept doing it, kept doing it. And she made a commitment to herself that she is going to show up and do it anyways. Do it afraid, like my grandma says. And I saw Michelle in January at the Las Vegas market this year. And I'm like, okay, Michelle, you've had such a transformation. Like before you never were on camera. You hated live streaming. How do you feel now? It's been a couple of years. And she's like, oh, I love it. You want to go live right now? Like she's <laughs> just all about, and you should see her content now. She has personality. She's crawling on the floor. She's doing fun things and her audience is loving it. So if there's anyone listening that feels like Michelle When she got started, like most people feel that way, it is really uncomfortable. But I promise the more that you do it and you get that feedback from your customers, it really fills you up. And then it's easier and it's fun. It really can be fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I will say I'm, I'm really like now with the TikToks, I'm like, I really like this, like, and doing the green thing and the show me your stores. It's been great. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredibly eye-opening how much it changed the engagement alone. That that I was yep. like, wait, I'm, I'm down with this. <laughs> uh-huh. So for your traveling over the summer, because you were recently engaged, are you, is your husband or your fiance traveling with you? Sometimes. So we You're got traveling. engaged a year ago. We're getting married in a year. We've been together for 13 years. So I'm like, well, let's not rush it. I was planning a big event. And so I wanted to do that first before the wedding. So Dustin likes to pick where he wants to go. So for example, I got an email yesterday asking me to speak on a cruise ship and the cruise is going to the Bahamas. And he's like, I'm going, you know, like I am totally in. So he hand selects where he'd like to go. And that's something I love. Like I love traveling. We thankfully have a really great dog sitter. We don't have kids, but we have dogs. And um, we get to explore the world together. And he he also works at Crystal Media. He's on the team now. And great. he's got such a great marketing mind that it's been really fun to go to these shows together and get his feedback and his ideas and kind of how he sees our oh. world, you know? Like, And for you, you're working with your husband and get to yeah. do some of the travel, which is so nice. Like, how do you find that? You know, I, it's been like, it's great. He's very patient with how I got, I had said this story, Tanya from Fine Lines, who's Matt's overall designer. And yeah, they opened that massive showroom this year and her vision was, is amazing. Like she's so good at what she does. And Dave and her work so well together. And she's very precise. I want the first shelf 18 inches off the floor. I want, you know, the, the spacing between 24 inches. I do this. We just have a shelf out here. He's like, well, <laughs> Is that measurement? I'm like, I don't know. It's just, it's right there. And he's like, Can I have a measurement, please? I'm like, It's right there. Just like mark it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like to figure it out. <laughs> used to make him insane, and because I don't have like even here, like I have to say, like the clients that trust me, thank God, because they were like, I don't do planograms. It's all intuitive. It's literally like looking at the merchandise, figuring out what works together, where is it going to go, setting the floor, and forcing the traffic where we want it to go. 
But there's not, I can't send a planogram. Oh, I'm thinking this. I can give you a, a gray layout. Kids, is, we're going to lead with kids. We're going to have tabletop up front. Going to go to the back to whatever. And even like, he's like so used to a plan. He's like, I, it makes me very nervous not to have a plan. I'm like, well, we don't have a plan. Like, we'll have a plan as soon as we walk it. I said, but it's like, he's like, I just, I, he does not like going in. And because he's very methodical and I'm very just, okay, let's do this. Let's go. but it's now that he's used to it it used to really i think really irk him but now Mm -hmm. he's used to it i mean he does it with all over the place tanya he he gets tanya in the very organized very place placement driven and and so he's he's it's fun and it's nice to be able to step off because we've been here on the floor for 13 hour days every day. And wow. you know, we leave and we go next door. There's a great restaurant. We go next door and we have a glass of wine and add an appetizer. I try not to talk a lot about work. I don't know if you guys do that after we do a little bit of chatting about work after, but really I, I don't want it to be so all consuming. So mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about it and then let's talk about like where we're going on vacation or let's talk about like a fun, like whatever it is, but it's, it, it's hard not to get in that where you're all day talking about work and then you bring it home with you. I just, I want, I really want some kind of separation where it's just, we're, we're husband and wife now. We're not, we're not working. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I need to do a better job of that because for me, it's really hard to turn it off. Like I just, it's like ideas, ideas, ideas. And Dustin has a lot of ideas too. So he'll be right there with me. Neither of us are like, oh, we don't like this. So I guess it does kind of work for us. But I do feel like we could not talk about it as much because sometimes you just need to check out, you know, like I, I don't need to be on and working all the time. It's hard to shut off the brain and do that, but it can really help recharge and be refreshing. Yeah, I love that you guys, because I think a lot of people go home and talk about work because you're so, it's what you lights you up. It's like you love it. I Our job is so physical. And right. on your, I mean, I think I hit 23,000 steps yesterday. And, it, you know, you, so we're still talking about work, but I, I think that, you know, there's less, like I'm not, I can't even, I haven't even answered emails. Like I can't even think about like stuff I have coming down the pipeline because I'm so focused on this that, that it is, we get out and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to talk about nope. it. <laughs> Give me the wine. Let's relax. <laughs> so with the, all of your traveling, how, like, when does it start picking back up again? Because I know my high season starts, I mean, mine starts in November for holiday, but I know for a show setup, we, mine starts like December 10th, I think. When did, when does your high season start up again? Or do you even have a low season anymore now that you're so busy? There's really not a low season just because I work with all types of retailers. So we've got lighting and gift and home and pets and boutiques and um, craft and hobby. And everybody has their own markets and associations and buying groups. And so it's every month. It could be every month. I, I vowed that I will not speak in December and just make sure and not travel in December. So I don't want to personally go anywhere. The cruise speaking gig happens to be in December. So I'm like, so but it is the you're traveling in December. <laughs> I know. So it's the beginning of December and I haven't actually booked it yet. So we'll see if that happens. I'm hoping it does. But, but then after that, I'm like, okay, I need a solid. I think the most I've been home is maybe eight days since April. I'm at the airport every single week, but thankfully I love traveling like on the airport. 
plane is my favorite place to work. I just get so much done. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> no man can bother you. <laughs> yeah. It's all the delays. Cause I kept seeing your delays. Oh. And you're like, okay. I got a flight and you know, <laughs> Oh my God. I, that's the part of travel that I can't, that's part of traffic where I just do. It's, it's not fun. And it, it's no. you being only you being gone that much and running into it with the way travel is now. Mm-hmm. It's like, I got to give it to you because you, but you love what you do. So it's part of the package. Yeah, it is. I'm grateful I get to see the country and people pay me to do it. And, um, but I tell you what, this summer travel has been the worst I've ever seen it. So that definitely started to wear on me a bit, but thankfully I think it's smoothed out and it's been good. Where are you up next? I leave tomorrow for Charleston, but that'll be a girl's trip. So I'm excited for that. But as far as speaking next, I'm in Orlando next month for a... I was trying to think if I have something before that. Nope. Coastal Connections. I'm speaking to like seaside retailers, coastal retailers in Orlando. It's amazing to watch from aside the sidelines and and to get to know you. We are going to... I'm... I believe this is airing before holiday. I don't have my schedule in front of me, but I wanted to talk about a couple things. One is marketing for the holidays and, you know, trying to drive business to your, like during the busiest season, which retailers do not have a lot of time, but how they can kind of benefit from jumping on social media and putting themselves out there. And then I want to dive into the AI thing because I am so perplexed by it. All I keep thinking is how it is going to be replacing every graphic artist that I know. Because Dave has been just saying, putting into AI, like he's doing a new logo and he's come up with like, AI has come up with like six different logos that are damn good. That all I could think of is like, it seems like the, a lot of people, unless you're incredibly, incredibly talented, and, and it seems like a lot of people are very replaceable with this little... AI thing. Yeah. Well, so I agree. And I think that the people that will be replaced are the people who aren't willing to learn it. So you have, this is why it's critical. You have to understand if you are in an industry that could be replaced by AI, you have to understand how to use it as a tool and the right prompts to create what you need, whether that's graphic or video or copy. If you stay and be like, nope, I don't want to hear. I don't want to see. I don't want to learn. You're gone. Like somebody else who gets it, it's going to take the job. And the thing is, is more will be able to be created faster. So the speed of things is going to happen even faster than now. Um, But you have to just be willing to adapt and learn it. So it will be interesting to see there, there, like, for example, I was talking to my friend who's a photographer. And there's, you can do AI headshots now. Like I have a presentation where I I show AI headshots and they're pretty good. But one of them, I have like a tooth in the middle of my smile. Like it's, they're not perfect yet, but this is just the beginning. So it's going to get there. And so she's looking at like, you know, how do I become irreplaceable? And it really comes into experiences. So you have like customer service, service connection experience, human. I think we're going to crave it now more than ever. And so this is where brick and mortar, physical going in, I think is going to be really meaningful to people. And also having like conversations like this is going to be really meaningful. Um, However, one thing I'm kind of curious about, and I don't know what's going to happen or how this is going to look or how it's going to be regulated, but do you know Seth Godin? He's a big marketer, big time, old school, fabulous marketer. And he has a podcast 
And he's written a ton of books and has a lot of audio books out there and he's got YouTube videos. So his voice is out there. And so he took ChatGPT and said, write me a blog post about ChatGPT. And within seconds, ChatGPT wrote this whole blog post about what it is. It wrote a script. That's he crazy. then went, it, yes, crazy, right? Gets worse <laughs> or better, however you want to look at this. Then he went to a company called Eleven Labs and recorded his voice and took audio of him speaking. And they created a file of Seth Godin's voice. They then took that voice, read the blog post that ChatGPT wrote, and created a 20-minute podcast in 15 minutes. He had his wife listen to the episode and she did not know it wasn't him. Wow. That, the voice part of it is so scary. And the photos as well, especially when it comes to all I could think of is politics and dirty politics. And it already, I think half of, I mean, everyone has their sides, everyone has, but I feel like already everybody believes things that are not happening. I can only imagine now with, well, there's a photo of it. There's a, his, you can hear him talking about that. That's the part that's very scary to me. And it's, you know, I mean, it is what is it, but tell us how, like, as if I'm a retailer, how can I use AI and how will it benefit me, whether it be social media or like, how, how do, I mean, how do I use it when I don't even know what I would use it for? Yeah. So we talked about the scary side, but there's also a really incredible side. So I'm very passionate about using AI for retailers because it will save you so much time. Like it is your silent employee. You are not paying this person, but they can crank out work for you, ideas for you, research for you. It's incredible. So let me first just say ChatGPT is a free tool. It's best to use it online. Um, I think it's chat.openai.com, but you can Google ChatGPT and sign up for a free account. And there you can put in what's called a prompt. And that prompt could be anything. It could be a question. It could be a task. Write me something. And I'll give some examples today. And like I said, within seconds, it create it answers you. And think about, imagine like a brain that has downloaded all the information that's out there online, just all the information in one brain up until September of 2021. ChatGPT has access to that information. So instead of Googling, and then you have to cycle through the search results to find what you're looking for, you're going to one place and it's going to give you what you're looking for like that in seconds. Wow. It's crazy. So here's the one side, and then I'll get into some examples that retailers can use. There are things that they call them hallucinations. So ChatGPT can have hallucinations, meaning if you're using it for like a research tool or to get a, a specific answer for something, it could give you the wrong answer. Mm. So you do want to fact check. You do want to do your due diligence. If you're having it write copy, you always want it to sound like you no matter what. So you want to edit it. You want to restructure. You want it to be your voice because you also want to make sure it's not plagiarizing somebody. So, And there are tools that you can use to make sure it's not plagiarized. But there are some downsides to it. We got those out of the way. I want to focus on how retailers can use it. So one of the hardest things that retailers experience is what to post on social media. Like they're tired, they're doing a million things. And then they're like, oh my gosh, now what do I want to post? Because I feel like I'm just posting the same thing all the time. So you could go to ChatGPT and you can ask it to give you a 30-day post plan. You can give it a prompt, like your act like, I always like to tell it what you are. 
So I like to say, you're a social media manager and I need you to write me a 30-day social media plan. I use Facebook and Instagram. I post daily. This is my store. Copy in your about text. Add in any like promos that you have or upcoming events for the next 30 days, anything like that. And then a pro tip here is I always like to ask it, do you have any questions for me before you begin? Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yes. It's like, it's like an employee where you're working together to create this plan. So if there are gaps, which often in that scenario I just gave you of that prompt, it will probably come back and say, thank you. This is great. I do have some questions. What are your goals? Who's your target audience? Any mind blowing that this is. It's crazy, Michelle. And I'll give you a holiday specific one too. I have it up on my screen because I'm going to read it to your audience and how they can use it for holiday. So then you'll write back, you know, the answers. And then within seconds, it's going to give you like, I'll tell it to put it in a table with one column being images that I need to create or videos, one column that needs to be the captions. And then boom, it's just got it. Captions, image and video. And then there you go. Like there's your shot list. You've got, ideally, you've got somebody on your team who can go take all the pictures or the videos. They can modify the captions. They're uploading or scheduling. And that's it. Like that's just one example. Hi, guys. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Now for a message from today's sponsor. Fine Lines Company is one of my favorite rep groups and some of my most favorite humans. If you don't know them already, Fine Lines is a West Coast wholesale rep agency with showrooms in Las Vegas and Seattle. Fine Lines represents over 50 amazing gift, fashion, and home lines. Powerhouses like Paddywax, Scheme, Mary Mary, K-Hall, Homeart, and so, so much more. You can learn more at finelinescompany.com. They also have a new division called Egg, which I'll be honest, is one of my favorites that features smaller, cool indie lines with an emphasis on West Coast-based women-owned lines. Egg has its own shopping site at eggishere.com. Now, back to our episode. Some other examples, you know, I'm pretty um, copy-heavy with our retailers, so Like if you get a review, a bad review, sometimes it's so hard to respond to those because you're like, you're mad. That didn't happen. I talked to my employee. Their story's so different. Like how or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Or Google, you know, you get these bad reviews. And so we have a hard time responding to them. Well, you could go to ChatGPT and you could say, write me a professional response to this review and then add in any... Oh my God. Right? So add in any details that you want to like cover your tracks on or your side or whatever. And then in seconds, it's going to write you the response. But let's say that that response sounded too stuffy, sounded almost like you were kind of mad, maybe too professional. Then you could say, thank you. Because I always like to say thank you and please, you don't have to. But I'm like, if the bots are coming for us, I'm going to be nice up front. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. So I say, thank you, but can you rewrite it and sound more friendly or sound like a a friend sent, a best friend sent this or just a little less professional? Like you can coach it on the tone of the copy. So then again, within seconds, it's going to rewrite and it's going to be more friendly. Let's say an employee is late again and you need to write them up. You go to ChatGPT and you just say, my employee is late again and here's my policy. Please write them up. And within seconds, it's just going to write it up for you because 
Yes, right. I know. I, it, it sounds like the more yeah, the, you are giving it over information. And I think because I what happens is I will sit there and I freeze. It's like, I don't even know what I, I don't know what I want to ask it. I don't, I mean, like it can be creating blog posts for me. And it's like, I literally sit there and, and then it's almost like I don't even know what to ask it. But I think once you start diving in, you start asking it because it's, you know, it's, you don't have to use it. It's like, you know, just it's trial and error. Just keep doing it. Just given much like social media, I think the more you right. use it, the more comfortable. But so give it more information and more, 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 more for it to know you. Exactly. The more that you can, it will also sound more like you. It won't be as general. It's going to be more effective. And Michelle, in those cases, I would actually ask ChatGPT, this is who I am. Give me ideas of how I would use ChatGPT. I don't even know what prompt to write. Like tell, ask it to tell you what to ask it. It will do that. You know, anytime that you need brainstorming, con- so content ideas, you could do general email subject lines. It could write for you. You know, I have a holiday open house coming up and this is what is going on. I need you to write an email and the subject line. Make the subject line be mysterious so it creates that curiosity and gets people to open. You know, the more that you can guide it and coach it, like you're saying, the better response you're going to get. But if you don't get the initial response, keep asking it. You can just keep going on that thread to get what you need. I want to say something else that like, I think this is a game changer for retailers who sell online. So if you have an e-commerce website, a lot of the independent retailers don't have product descriptions or they have product descriptions that the manufacturer gave them. So they just like upload those and they're very, it's like, just dimensions and like what it's made of, right? The materials, it's not actually a keyword rich product description that helps sell the item. So if that's you, you can go to ChatGPT and you can say, write me a keyword rich website description for this product. You can have the name of it. You can have any, if you want to add keywords, you can, and then it will write you, you know, often it will be, well, and I like to coach it too write three to five sentences. You know, you can coach it on how long you want the product description to be. But if it writes a really long one, then you could just write back and say, make it shorter. And it will. Boom. All of a sudden, you're getting in seconds, a keyword rich, amazing product description. I did this with, we have a conference called Evolve. And I did this with some of the attendees in the room. I went to their website and I rewrote their product descriptions and showed before and after. It was so cool. And there was one that had a little bit of a a description, but it was more just talking about the stuffed animal. Again, the materials, the size, and how cute it is. The AI of it was like giving visuals of imagine little hands holding this in their nursery, or this could be a great gift for so-and-so. Like it's selling and really good marketing copy. You should be able to see it in your head. So like if you're reading copy, you should be able to close your eyes and you could film it like a movie. That makes really great marketing copy. That's exactly what AI is writing for your product description. So it's going to help you sell more and help you get found when people are searching as long as you're optimized. And that keyword is a huge, I just wrote that down. It's keyword rich. Rich. Yes, exactly. So important. It's so important. I could give your listeners like a million prompts and really what they should do, like what happens for people Again, at Evolve, we had a whole AI session. And then that night, they went home and many of them 
well, they went home, they went to their hotel rooms and many of them get on and start putting in prompts. And several people the next day were like, I'm so tired. I was up till 3 (laughs) a.m. I'm like, sorry, but it's mind blowing what it could do. And you just can't stop. You're like, what else can I ask you? Oh my God. Well, my, my Kevin Litt, who I've had here, he and his wife have Lit Concepts and he's a brilliant designer and he designs their furniture as well as he does private label for people and whatnot. And he has been, he has been, he's been on the AI train forever and he has it taking his furniture pictures and he'll say, I want it in a, in modern, whatever, floor to ceiling windows with a ocean back, a Carmel style ocean background with hardwood floors, black walls. And I want it to feel like Frank Lloyd Wright. Oh my God. It's like the most, in, I, he's showing me these pictures. I'm like, that is insane. He's like, it's all AI. Is There's no photography in it. Like it is, there's my sofa in my beautiful living room and Carmel. Um, it is, that's when I started to go. But I, again, like I get on there and I freeze, but it's great to know, like, that's a great idea by just getting on AI and like, Tell me some prompts. I'm a visual merchandiser that, you know, works with retailers and wholesale gift showrooms. Like, give me some prompts. So, I mean, it, it's, but it's, it's almost like there's so much it could do. It's yeah. almost like you have a hard time narrowing it down to what you're, but I think what you had suggested, it's like great for what about for, because it will do blog posts. It will do everything. Mm-hmm. It will. The thing with blog posts, again, keyword rich blog posts. Um, I did this for one of my Evolve attendees. I said, write a blog post for Guys & Co., a men's clothing store in Deerwood, I think was the location, Illinois, because that's important. That's a keyword of location if you're trying to drive foot traffic. And I said, write it for what the summer trends are. So it wrote five summer trends and it had a call to action to make your appointment to get fitted. Um, they used their location several times for keywords. I asked, because he was in my audience, I'm like, do you agree with these summer trends? And he's like, I do. It's not even the expert. It's just pulling what it thinks the trends could be here. And then again, though, let's say that three out of the five you like, but the other two you disagree with, write your own. And you could write it right there in ChatGPT and you could say, how do these sound for the the other two um, trends? And it will give you feedback. It might say, those are great, but it's not as it's not as clear or it's a little confusing or there's a way to shorten it, and then it will just rewrite it for you. So and then you're like, oh, this is way more concise or this is way more clear. Thank you. Like it's it's amazing. The thing is, though, still, like, I just want to say it again, because I do recommend still taking it, making it your own voice, making some changes. One thing that I like to do when I'm using it for copy, especially like email copy, is I say, I want the reader to feel blank. So to create kind of that emotion too. So is it, I need them to feel the like inspired. I need them to feel scared. Like if you don't take action, this is really important that you could totally miss the bus here and be left behind, you know, whatever that is. So if you're writing captions, emails, blog posts, a feeling can really help kind of fine tune that as well. But I mean, here's the deal. Yes, you could use it for everything. I have yet to have an example where I used it. I'm like, oh, that didn't really help me. You could use it for everything. Use it when you have a pain, when you have a problem. You're like, okay, I don't know. I would actually be curious what your feedback would be, Michelle, if you went in, because I have an example of this too, of how would you give me store layout 
tips. This is the kind of store I have, and it will give you different layout um, options, probably using the wrong words because I am not you, but it it's amazing. Like it will actually tell you how you can merchandise your store and set up the store. I know. <laughs> right? Well, and this is acceptable. <laughs> right. But here's the deal. It, this could actually be really great social content for you to put in some stuff and see if you agree or disagree wow. and build off of it. But like if you have a pain, so if you're you have an email that's coming out, um, you know, an event that's happening and you need to market it. Say, I have this event on this day. I need to market it on email and social in my newsletter. Give me the plan. When should I send out stuff? What should it all say? So anything that you like, you need to get done and you have that pain or problem, that's when we start using it. And you, you're training your brain to use it. I'd love to read a prompt specifically for holiday, if that's okay with you. So just to like really land this plane. So this is kind of a longer prompt, but you're the marketing manager for brick and mortar retail shop. And your job is to create a fourth quarter holiday marketing plan. The goal is to have social media content ideas for every day in Q4 and make sure you include specific posts and fun ideas for the holidays listed below. I use Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm a general store. I sell gift items, home decor, holiday items, and have some jewelry, apparel, and pet items too. What questions do you have for me before you begin? Here are the holidays to make sure you have specific campaigns and or event ideas for in addition to the daily content ideas for fourth quarter. And I just pasted in all fourth quarter holidays. You've got Halloween, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, 12 days, Hanukkah, Christmas, Boxing Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. So then it comes back with some of its questions. It actually has 10 questions. Wow. This is how detailed it is. And I won't read them all word for word, but the 10 questions around what's your budget, target demographics, inventory, specific items you want to highlight, historical data, what's worked in the past, branding and aesthetic, partnerships, are you collaborating with anyone, events that are happening, promotions that are happening, Is there exclusive content, stuff that you don't want to participate in, like TikTok challenges, let's say? And then logistics. Do you have an online store for for Cyber Monday promos? What about shipping information? So you then you just answer all those questions and then it maps it all out for you October. And it has a general theme for Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And then it goes into every single day what you'll be posting. So every day. Showing on December 15th. Okay. So I, uh, my screenshots last through. So let's see, December. Do I have December 15th on here? Yes. One of the, give us some examples of some of the days. Okay. So for Facebook, um, in December 13th, Facebook promote free gift wrapping, showcase jewelry and apparel. For Instagram, do reels on gift wrapping tutorials, daily stories on gifting ideas. And for TikTok, highlight gift bundles and fun, engaging videos. You've got another example here for daily posts of the day's discounted items for your 12 days, stories that feature the items, fun demonstration. You know, it talks, there's specific stuff here for Halloween, a fun Halloween skit with products for TikTok because a skit would be better on TikTok. For Instagram, you can feature staff's Halloween outfits or favorite Halloween items in the stories. For Facebook, you can celebrate a special Halloween post, maybe a spooky decor setup. Wow. So again, like retailers can use all of these or just some of them. The whole thing, like I said, the hardest part with social especially is getting started. 
Like, what do I want to say? And how am I going to get this started? And if somebody just maps it out for you and you just got to hit record, it makes it so much easier. It seems also for the, those like that are stuck in like, I don't have any ideas. I'm, I'm stuck on what I want to do. That seems like such, I mean, that seems like that seems like the easiest and the best place for a retailer to start is like, I'm burnt out. I don't, you know, I don't want to go on, on, <laughs> it would be interesting to ask it. Like, I don't want to go on camera. What are some of the things you suggest where people will get to know me as the store owner? You touched a little bit. I could talk about AI like all day long, but I, I no. know I a little bit, but talk to me a little bit about um, your Evolve conference because it looks amazing. You landed such incredible speakers for this next one. Like I so wish I could go, but talk to us a little bit about Evolve because I think you touched on it the last one, but now it seems like it literally like just has like blown up. It has. We did Evolve for our first time in April of 2023. And for years, I wanted to have my own in-person conference, but I've been on everybody else's stage. And I finally I booked a date and I booked a venue and everything else fell into place. We did our conference and we had like, it couldn't have gone better. The feedback we got from our retailers, the tears, I mean, like so many people were crying because there was just a lot of inspiration and transformation. This is a transformational business conference. It's not like we're going to teach how to use social media. It's like, how are you becoming you 2.0, you and your business? How do you need to show up to create that business that you're wanting and getting really clear on where are you going to be in a year and how are we going to get there and what tools are we going to use? And then we have just great content that helps support it, teaches you what is changing, how to adapt and how to evolve. So this, so people were watching on the sidelines. I had a lot of retailers come up to me this summer since I was at so many shows. And they were like, I wanted to just see how year one went. Like, and it looks like it went really good. Or I had a friend that went, I can't, I'm really upset I didn't attend. So I'm like, all right, come to year two. And oh my goodness, Michelle, our keynote speakers, Don Miller... Don Miller wrote Story Brand. His newest book is How to Build Your Small Business. He focuses on six components to build a small boat business. Every retailer needs to read this book. Don is like my business crush. He's so smart how he teaches and delivers content to make it easy to understand, but also execute and implement. So I'm so excited to have him. And then Jen Gottlieb is speaking, who is my mentor. She's dynamite. She's one of the top motivational speakers in the world. Her energy from stage is something else. I mean, you're, you are so inspired. She has a way of really helping you believe in yourself. She's got a new book called Be Seen. So that's her whole content, really putting herself out there and being seen and why that's so important. And like we talked about at the very beginning of this episode, it's hard for a lot of us. And so she's going to help. Um, and then we've got like a retailer, Beth Rich, who does over 70 events a year over a 70. She has crushed it. She bought the store like four years ago and has tripled sales. So she's giving like behind the scenes of how she does it all. So I'm really excited to have a retailer speak this year. Um, We'll have our social media content, marketing content. We'll have more AI content and then also just like business building and strategy. So it's so fun. It's April 28th, 29th in Denver, Colorado at the gorgeous Gaylord of the Rockies. And how do people find out about this? crystalmediaco.com slash evolve. You can learn about tickets there. Um, we've got some really good ticket pricing. I know depending on when this goes out, the longer you wait, the more expensive it is. Uh, 
tickets are really low right now. So if this is something that you just want to commit to, like, I don't want to sound salesy. I'm super passionate about this event. Like, I just love what we've created and I'm really excited for year two. So it would be awesome. So excited. Yes. I want to ask you a little bit about for retailers for social media, like, so, cause we, we jumped into AI before the others, like, yeah, (laughs) for for marketing their stores, because, you know, retailers are like in their stores day in, day out, and the grind really starts to hurt right around. I think it starts before Thanksgiving, but certainly after Thanksgiving, you, I mean, it, it feels like I remember from being a retailer, like, you feel feel like you have zero life and your Mm -hmm. whole day is spent wrapping and a lot of times you don't have that. We talked about this on your po- podcast is a lot of times you you are so wrapped up. There is no joy in the holiday because it's just like, I just want to get through it. I just want to get over it. You're dealing with your employees. What are some ideas for social media where you they can create events, bring people to the store? Like, you know, what are some of your suggestions to utilize social media, TikTok especially? Because again... Mm-hmm. Like the thing now. I know. I know. I mean, I have been majorly on the TikTok train this year, especially with shops being rolled out in April. And even if you don't sell online or don't want to have your shop connected and you're just really trying to drive the foot traffic in, TikTok's local algorithm is so strong. So if you have a store in Fort Collins, Colorado, simply by posting your content in Fort Collins, it's going to help reach people in Fort Collins. But if you also say Fort Collins in the video and have it in the caption, it's even it's going to help even more deliver that content to the people in your town. So, if you are using TikTok, I would and you want to generate the local traffic for your events and promotions and all that, I mean using TikTok is one of the best ways to get the free reach and get in front of new people. So I would just create content there. I would talk about what's going on. I would show, I would do product demonstrations. I would show gift bundles. I would give ideas, top five best things to get dad this Christmas. Number three, you're going to love, you know, like have the hook. We actually have a, a training that's, it's a free 80 minute training on called Hooks and Hacks, how to start your videos for TikTok and design hacks for Instagram to bring your brand in. If people go to crystalmediaco.com slash hooks, they can get that. So really make sure like you're to the point in the beginning, have your hooks with TikTok, talk about the local, sync your shop if you do sell online or want to sell that way. But I will tell you, like, think about your customers' problems and how do you solve them? So such a big one is, I don't know what to get. I'm pressed for time. I want something creative. I want to buy something in a certain budget price point. What are all of these pain points? And then just create videos for that. And really, video is the name of the game. So your reels on Instagram, post them on Facebook and do your TikToks. And that is going to be one of the best ways to leverage social during the holidays. Like answer those questions, give ideas. Live streaming is still a really great way to connect with your audience because they want that connection. Like they want the engagement and it's something fun they can do from home. Right. So if it is cold outside or, you know, they're not wanting to go out in the hustle and bustle of all the crowds and the traffic, they can stay home and participate in your live shopping event. Comments sold is a great tool to facilitate that and do some automation for you. So I would, I would definitely recommend, um, some live streaming. If you can be consistent with those, like maybe you're doing it every Wednesday 
at a certain time, you're showing up, you could even call it something and you could use ChatGPT to say, I am doing a weekly Wednesday live stream for my customers. This is who they are. This is what I'm selling. Can you create five names for me or 10 names for me that's holiday themed that connects with my brand? Boom. It will just give you those names so you can name it because then people like you're marketing the show of yours. And then people come into the store and they're like, I've been watching your show. Like, I love it. You know, it's it's engaging and it kind of sets you apart. So those are a few things. One thing that retailers might not love me saying because I know we're busy and I know there's so much going on. But we do recommend posting a little bit more frequently during this time of year because there's a lot of brands and a lot of promotion of products and There's a lot of noise, to be honest. And so in order for your content to be seen, just posting a little bit more frequently is going to help you show up more for your customers and they want to see you. They want to see your content. So you've got to show up. Also, ad prices tend to be more expensive in Q4 because there, there is more competition. More people are advertising on Facebook and Instagram, TikTok. Uh, so I do recommend increasing your ad spend during the holidays. And I do recommend advertising on Facebook and Instagram. Like organic reach is so low there. And so if you are putting some money behind these reels that you're you're creating or your posts or albums that you're posting, that's going to help more people see that kind of content. And you can be so targeted in Facebook and Instagram ads to get that content in front of the right people. So those are some of my my highlights for social. And something else I have to point out, actually two things I want to point out. One is on Instagram, that's kind of your main platform, and you do a lot of stories, make sure you're using the engagement stickers. So those are things like a poll. You can have people vote on the poll. You can have the slider if people love it. Um, You can have people ask questions. This is, it creates the interaction on the story. So the user has to actually like answer or do something or engage with that kind of post. And when they engage with your posts like that, that's telling the Instagram algorithm that they like your content and it helps your stories be towards the beginning of their app when they sign in so they see more of your content. So Instagram loves the engagement features. And it doesn't have to be, because I think a lot of people get tripped up in that too, is about the questions. Like I listened to somebody, she's like, ask if, do you like Brussels sprouts? Just like anything (laughs) like that. Like literally like it does... Don't, same thing as like, what do I post? I don't get hung up on like, it's amazing. Like, again, people want to know you. So, you know, I'm making Brussels sprouts tonight. This is what I do. Do you like Brussels sprouts and the slide thing? And it's amazing to see how many people, because I mean, everyone's got an opinion on Brussels sprouts. (laughs) Yes, they do. I happen to be a massive fan. (laughs) Uh, I am too. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) The other thing that I'll say with your social is... Try to build your list. So if you are having more social content go out, you might have a call to action. The the call to action could be to come in and buy or go to our site and buy. But some of those calls to action should be join our email list. So we're doing a 12-day promotion. Get on the list so you don't miss one of any of the days. Or get on the list to get exclusive access. Or we're doing a super high-end VIP event. Only 50 people can come. And the only way to get on is you got to be one of the first on our email list. Like get in, whether it's email or text, however you're getting their information, you need to get it. 
because we want to be remarketing to them. Your list is an asset. It helps build the business. And so because if you're creating all this content, don't forget about getting those people on your list. It, which also, if, you know, just to remind everybody, if, because this happened to Kingfisher Road, Kingfisher, the girls are on Instagram. They do lives every week. They, Lindsay does her own thing every week. I, and Instagram shut them down. Mm-hmm. They, I, I had reached out to you. They had no idea why. They were like, do we just abort this entire thing? You had said, don't do it. I forwarded your message and they were rejoined, but people that don't get email addresses and you're relying only on Instagram, when that is gone, you're screwed. Like you, yep. you I think everyone doesn't think it ever could go away or it could be stopped. And like Kingfisher got theirs back, but it was literally like, they were like, because they're so, they are, they utilize it every single day. Like that, that is literally what drives a lot of their business. And when that stopped, it was literally like we, I mean, they all of a sudden are trying to do videos through their personal Instagrams, which don't have anywhere near as big of a following. But, you know, to watch that happen real life, it was like, wow. And then, you know, and then for everyone, just to remind everybody that if you're relying on that only and you don't have email addresses and you fall off the radar, you literally fall off the radar. Yep. You don't exist. I was in a training a couple weeks ago and the trainer has like 250,000 followers. And he was like, I would be willing to lose all of my Instagram followers today, but keep my list of 20,000 email addresses. So 20,000 versus 250, but you own that. And you have, we just see our retailers time and time again, email sells more product. It just, for most, it sells more product than social media does. But social media can create the awareness, build the relationship if you're showing yourself and and talking about you and your products and humanizing the content. And then social is a great way to get them on the list. And then we're just seeing the conversion, more of the conversion happens again for most in email. So it's just, it's really, really critical to get that information. I, I want to, cause I, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people are, are not as savvy with social media. So call to action. What for a retailer, it's obviously like, okay, act now, but what is a, the most basic way you can explain a call, a call to action and how, what it sounds like in a post or a reel? So a perfect example of this, let's say you're doing an Instagram carousel, which by the way, is the best kind of one of the best reels are also great. One of the best type of content you can do on Instagram. So carousel is two or more posts or videos on your feed. So people have to scroll through. So let's say that you have five pictures or are holiday, beautiful holiday gift basket ideas. The fifth one can be a graphic that you created in Canva and it could be a picture of your store, let's say, or just a branded graphic that has your information on it. So your store address, phone number, and hours. And then in the caption, the call to action, it let's say you don't sell online. So you want the goal is to have people come into the store. So the call to action is come in and shop. Here are our hours. Here's our address. If you want to put one on hold, call us or leave or DM us to put it on hold because we only have 20 available. So, you know, that creates FOMO, first of all, that urgency, fear of missing out. And then in that specific example, if you only have 20, then that call to action is you got to be one of the first. So how is how is the best way for them to be the first? Is it to call? Is it to DM? Is it just to come in and purchase it until they're gone? So, you know, a general post might just be, here's our hours. 
you know, if it's more about like new arrivals, but something else might be, you know, join the email list so you never miss out on new arrivals to be the first to know or to get our event invites. So the call to action is just always inviting that the user to do something. And it should be just one thing. We don't want it to be like, comment on this post and then DM us and give us a call. Yeah. (laughs) Tag your friend below. Like, just pick one thing. It could be to tag a friend who might love this item or spread the message about this. You know, that that's could be a great call to action, but just pick one thing. Thank you. What does the rest of this year look like for you? Well, some travel, you know, something I'm super excited about is I am taking my team. There's seven of us on payroll and we are going to New York City, which I love New York City. And I'm taking them all to Hamilton. Every time I see and I watch Hamilton and and Broadway shows, but especially Hamilton, I watch every person on stage, like the person who barely has any stage time, the people in the back, and everybody is so enthusiastic and they're playing the part, even though they're they're not the lead. And it you think about the teamwork that goes into a show from the lighting to the music to the actors, like the set design, everything is just an incredible it's teamwork. So I I sit there and I get emotional thinking about being there with my team. And then I was like, I'm just gonna book it. So we're gonna spend three nights in New York. I'm gonna be their tour guide. We're gonna just have fun and get out of the office, get out of like in front of our computers all day and just connect. Like we're not in an office, we're all remote. So that's something I'm super excited about. And then, you know, we're just, we're going all in on my two shows, Rooted in Retail and Crystal Uncorked, which I got to have you on Uncorked, Michelle. We got to have some wine and, and talk business. Yeah. But those are like my main focus is creating just really great content for those two shows, getting ready for Evolve, which is in April. And then I'm writing a book. So that is, um, which is for retailers. It's around being 15 mile famous. You know, there's a lot you can do with social media, but there's a lot of other marketing strategies. And I think that sometimes retailers will look outside and be like, I got to connect with the global audience and I need to be an influencer. I need this big reach on social media. And that's actually really hard to do and takes a lot of time. If we looked locally and focused here and imagine if, Everybody in your town knew your store name, knew you, knows exactly what you sell, can speak about it and and talk about it. How much would that change your business? Like there is a chance that it would really build your business. And then it just starts growing from there. 15, then maybe 50, then 100, 200, and then we can really build out. So um, that is expected to be out the beginning of 2025. And I'm just focused on creating a lot of content. Wow, that's amazing. I am so grateful for I love I love talking to you on camera. I love talking to you off camera. Like I'm just so grateful for this friendship and for your time because I know you're obviously very busy. <laughs> but I just I'm really grateful for you. And I'm so happy that we got to connect and like I just can't wait to, you know, see where this all takes us. I completely agree. And I am so grateful for you. I feel the same. Like it's so nice to connect with somebody in the industry who 
gets it and who really is there for our retailers. And I've said this to you and I've said it on my show. Your like your Instagram where you are giving feedback on people's displays, I think is one of the most brilliant ways I've seen somebody use social media. It's humanized. It's engaging. It helps the user. They can learn from it, even if it's not their own store. And I, I just feel like your content, you so want to give back. You so want to help. And I just am grateful that you are there for our retailers. You're such an incredible resource. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I look forward to seeing you during the show circuit this year because I know we're going to brush past again. But thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Michelle. This was so fun. And that is a wrap. The Retailer Podcast is produced by myself, Michelle Sherrier, and Catherine Kalu. Our website, where you can find all of our episodes, can be found at www.theretailhorrorpodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Retail Horror Podcast. <laughs>